uh, New Zealand Rugby announced some exciting, exciting numbers yesterday, especially when it comes to women's rugby in terms of their community numbers. And uh, joining us on the line this afternoon to discuss that is Steve Lancaster, NZ General Manager for Community Rugby. Uh, Steve, uh, I want to look at the women's numbers first. Um, again, some some really good numbers announced yesterday. Is this sort of a reflection on what we saw post Rugby World Cup and, and with what the Black Ferns are doing that more and more women at a community level, at a young club level are becoming involved in the game? Yeah, we think so. We, we, we think that you know, there's more visibility of the game as a, as a viable option. Um, you know, the, the Black Ferns are certainly great role models and their performance at the World Cup last year uh, didn't help. Um, but there's also been a lot of work that's gone on across the country to uh, ensure that uh, you know, club and school grades have been stood up, that um, that club facilities are, are up to scratch and welcoming to women and girls. So I think there's a whole package there that, that that's reflected in these numbers. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention that because obviously the more and more uh, women and, and young children and, and kids that you get playing, the more ground space you need, right? So like in, in terms of clubs being able to integrate all of that, is that actually a challenge, challenge at sort of that uh, community level? That's a great question, actually. It's not something that we have heard uh, as a constraint or a challenge. The biggest one we've heard um, historically has been the lack of facilities, right? So either there, there aren't changing rooms available um, or where there are changing rooms available, they're not particularly suitable for um, for female participants. Um, so that's been more of a, a barrier than ground availability uh, to date. Um, but you know, through the work over the last um, 12 to 18 months with the, um, the Silver Lake investment flowing through the clubs in particular, um, we're seeing that starting to change. So like an increase uh, of 7%, which is which is pretty remarkable in terms of player numbers from um, from, from where you guys were at. Yeah. Uh, was that something you were forecasting? Is it something you think might continue given the more profile that's uh, on women's rugby? And of course, there's the carrot there of Olympic rugby as well for females down the line as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, it is something we were forecasting. We we were hoping to get um, up to that number, and and we did. So that's really pleasing. Um, and look, I, I think there's a there's a real likelihood now that we start to get some critical mass around the country. We you've got enough players to to form teams to establish meaningful competition grades that that hopefully um, you know will just build momentum, and we'll see uh, more and more women and girls drawn to the game. Uh, on the flip side, men's numbers down a little bit. Again, I guess we're coming off the back of like a global pandemic, right? And I think 2023 really the first, I guess, proper year we've had in almost uh, three. Again, was that something that you'd you'd forecast? Is it a concern um, at a community level that 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 boys' men's numbers have dropped a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we and we've seen we've seen a small a small amount of growth actually in, in senior um, men playing club rugby and. And also in, um, teenage boys, but but the junior uh, boys, and by junior I mean those under 12. Um, there's been a dip there; they're down a couple of percent. And uh, look, it wasn't something we saw coming, really. Um, you know, that's been a bit of a surprise to us in the numbers. So we're going to you know um, look into that a bit further and ensure that we can understand what's behind that. Hopefully, it's just a dip rather than the beginning of a trend. Yeah, and I'm um, just looking at a, a few interesting numbers there as well, like coaches are up. Four percent, which is really, really good. And another one that's interesting to me is, is referees, Stephen. We've seen a lot of chat about referees in the last three or four weeks, and, and um, for me, uh, I'm, I'm one that stands on the side of the referees. I think some of the the trolling that they get, not only on social media but sideline, I'm guessing when it comes to community rugby as well. And I've seen it firsthand with my kids playing. Uh, is that is that an encouraging sign to know that people still want to get into refereeing despite some of the stuff that they have to put up with? Yeah, it is. 
Um, I mean, it's a tough gig, right? You know, you know, ultimately the referees are volunteers, just like the the parents and the coaches and the players, and they're out there enabling everyone to have a good game. So it's you know, it's, it's always really upsetting and disappointing when we hear about um, you know referee abuse or criticism. Um, but look, the small up, yeah, small uplift this year, which is really pleasing, and and, and within that. Um, you know, a reasonably sizable increase in the number of um, women, to, and, uh, in particular, taking up refereeing and girls. So, um, you know, some some really positive shifts here. And you know, refereeing numbers have been uh, challenged for a few years now. And um, again, as, as we see, the number of grades and the number of participants growing. You need more referees, not less. So, it's really pleasing to see. Um, that that trend line reversed this year, and hopefully again that um, that continues. Steve Lancaster with us from NZR. Steve uh, did notice as well that uh, the extension to the tackle height restriction law is is, is going through now to 2025. First, can you just explain, I guess, what that sort of law means uh, and or and or entails, and then the reason for the extension and some of the results that you guys are seeing? Yeah, sure. So um, for 2023, we introduced a, a lower tackle height uh, for all. Um, levels of community rugby, so the the legal uh, maximum legal level now for a tackle lim- legal limit is um, below the sternum, uh, and so what that really means is a belly tackle, right? So you know the the, the sternum line, if you're tackling below that, means you're tackling around the belly. Um, we 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 believe that's a safer um, height limit than the shoulders, um, and and that's borne out in the research this year. So um, yeah, we've um, we've videoed and and um, and analysed a number of games. We've spoken to players uh, that have played under the new rule. Um, they, the players have enjoyed it. Um, we've seen a really good adaptation in terms of the um, the number or the percentage of tackles that have been made within that new legal limit. Uh, and so, we, um, having had a successful trial this year, we want to we want to roll that forward for another couple of years. Um, World Rugby uh, also encouraging national youth to trial a lower tackle height over that period. So we're lining up with World Rugby um, first glance results are really positive so we want to continue that yeah just a little nugget that i saw at the bottom of of one of the 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 stories that i've seen about this is stats show offloads in men's rugby have increased by up to 65 percent we could almost call it the sunny bill williams law right yes yeah and and look believe it or not that was that was a consideration for us as well first first and foremost we wanted to uh, lower the height uh, to ensure that you know the game's as safe as possible um, but secondly, we, we thought that it w- what, what that would do is open up the possibility of more offloads and create a more free-flowing game, and that's exactly what's happened. So that's a positive byproduct of a, um, an initiative that's driven by safety. And, and as uh, rugby fans and all-black fans, we're aware of the amount of cards that were dished out at the Rugby World Cup, Steve, and I guess this initiative yeah. is also going to educate our sort of you know 10 to, to 19-year-olds. Uh, there is another efficient way of tackling that's going to lessen the danger of, of you copping a, a yellow or a red card in a, in a marquee matchup down the line when, when, when you become a professional. 100%, right? So, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a... A catchphrase within some of our crew here that the safest technique's the best technique, and, and we believe that. So, yeah, we we teach our players good habits at an early age, and then you know, hopefully those will survive right through their playing career. Uh, all in all, Steve, are you happy with with where the game's at? I know that that you know, like uh, on a broader sense, that there was a little bit of felt like rugby fatigue. Certainly, the World Cup uh, brought that passion back with how well the All Blacks did running at the back end. The NPC was fantastic. But are you happy with where the game is at, with how it's been played, with how it's been officiated? Like, like I know that's a very deep question, but uh, but yeah, are, are you happy with with what you're seeing um, at the grassroots? 
bottom line is yes, there's always things to work on and uh, you know, it's really important that we don't confuse the, the community game with the professional game. So yeah. you know, some of that officiating intervention that we saw at the World Cup, you, you just wouldn't see that at, at community level, right? You don't have that level of technology, which is probably a blessing. Um, but um, but look, we're constantly innovating. So you know, we've talked um, just now about the, the lower tackle height there's a couple of other game innovations that that we've also rolled forward for another couple of years and, and we're now starting to look at the breakdown. So we're constantly asking how the game can be more enjoyable, more fun to play. Um, what we have found to date, pleasingly, is that we, we've made some of those uh, interventions. Um, we've got positive responses. We've had you know, positive feedback, but also improved retention. So um, you know, if we find the opposite, when we, when we trial something, then clearly we'll just drop the trial and move on. Um, but in general, we're, we're really happy, and, and you know, the fact that numbers are rebounding like they are uh, tells us that we're on the right track. And a final question, how much sort of communication do you have with, with other unions about what's, what is and what isn't working? You just mentioned that you sort of trial stuff and it doesn't work, you dismiss it. Is there is there good communication between you and, say, other community rugby managers around the globe? Yeah, there is actually. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, again, it's a great point, right? And we all acknowledge this. We, we get together once a year, myself and my counterparts from around the world, and we we share everything, right? Because in the community game, we're not competing with each other, right? At international level, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily see that level of collaboration, but um, nobody holds anything back, right? So the things that we're, you know, the, the, the results that we're getting with the lower tackle height, I'm sharing that with my colleagues around the world, and they're sharing what they're doing as well. So um, really strong collaboration, and we all, we all benefit from each other's experiences. Steve Lancaster, NZ General Manager, Community Rugby. Thank you so much for your time here on The Run Home today. Go well, mate, and have a good rest of your week. Thanks very much.